and we're live. Hi guys, welcome to an episode of the Nigerian Sports Fan Podcast. I'm your host David, and today's episode, well, we've got four games um, already playing in the World, the, the World Cup. So far, it has really been um, been good. We've seen goals. I mean, I mean, we've seen goals, and we've seen beautiful football. And I would say, I would say, so far the World Cup has been living up to its. Um, um, depend on depend on how you look at it, but depend on, depend on what your expectations of the World Cup. But so far, it has lived up to my expectations of it. If you get what I'm trying to say, and so far, my predictions have been pretty spot on. You know, maybe a bit of miss here and there, but still, it's uh, nobody's hundred percent. So I'm going to preview the review rather the four matches that have been played so far since on Sunday. Give my thoughts and um, yeah, going forward. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode. And we start with the host. Now, um, the last episode when I concluded, when I was review, um, previewing each of the groups and talking about each of the teams, I didn't do enough research into Qatar. Now, granted, you may you may look at it and say I sort of brushed them aside by not really taking them seriously, you know. But um, after I was done with the episode, I went and I did some um, background work and looked into their team. And I wrongly um, talked about the whole naturalization in their school. And I later understood the Aspire Academy work, the work we do with the Aspire Academy, and why and how, how they put in the work to prepare themselves for this World Cup. So it's not like they just naturalized a bunch of random persons, or the fact that they just put a, a bunch of Qataris together and just formed the team and just say, go play. You know, it's actually been a team that they've worked And they're the current AFC champions, you know. So it's not like they were, just fell out of the sky. So I, I wrongly, I wrongly, um, you know, I give, I give the wrong um, explanations or rather wrong take on them in that aspect. Now, um, the way they like to play and they, they do play attractive, they like to play with the ball, their feet, like to play attractive football and so and cool. But bottom line, I still think my, I, I still stand, I still stood by my prediction that whether I did all of this or not, I still don't think that they were good enough to really be able to cause an upset in the group. And going into the World Cup, every um, hosts have never every single host they, they do not they've never lost um, their opening game and i said to myself i said listen as long as you've got um the host never lose opening game, right i said yes listen as long as you've got um those records will be broken i mean the reason why these stats exist most of the time it's not because there's one imaginary tradition anywhere it's it's, it's these stats exist because um the home team is good enough right cases for example look at the previous host of the world cup so you've got mexico you've got argentina you've got brazil you've got um russia you've got russia which is old soviet union too for example you were even a good football inside when they were the old soviet union so it's not like because they are russia they're a bunch of bombs right so there's russia you know there's um germany so if you look at the caliber of teams that have hosted it in the past it's not a surprise that they do not lose their opening game now south africa are probably the um, lowest rated, if you get what I mean, compared to the um, you know, but even them they didn't lose their opening. But I think Qatar is the lowest rated amongst all so far of all of them. And so it wasn't really a surprise that with the way they performed in this game, right? Okay, going to the game. I, I think um, when I when I when I ended the last episode, right, and I gave my thoughts on the group, I thought that oh okay when I was I was watching I was checking out their team and checking out their progress and I told myself oh maybe they might be better than I thought. Well, even though I still held on to that opinion in my mind that I don't think they are, 
and the game starts you know <laughs> and the game starts already and yes um the keeper already off, off to a to a um, to a blinder <laughs> depending on what you call the word the blinder i'm using that word sarcastically you know it was off to a blinder <laughs> so it was it was, a, it was an offside goal that was given though it was offside i think that offside rule is one that many fans don't really know or many fans are not really aware of you know most of it, you know there are many rules in football that many fans are not aware of even myself i'm not aware of we actually have to read the rule book so the way most of us learn the rules is we keep watching and watching and watching and that's how we learn so certain um certain um penalty certain um offenses that we we might not know the day they get applied on the pitch we become we act surprised but then we don't know so when the goal was scored when the goal was scored and it was good i was like wait outside why then i checked i looked at it at first i was upset i was like listen this is outside i looked at the wait i remember the kane's goal against um chelsea in the league cup in the, at the start of the year when um kane scored but kepa stepped out and he was left with um um two um, i think it was um rudigan's rudigan this other chelsea center back left behind so the keeper is keep, keep, basically the keeper is supposed to be at his goalpost and not um, stepped out like that. So what the goal was keeping. So the keeper at the country offside, Valencia was ahead of the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper came out. He was that kind of offside where I don't think the keeper I, 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 there's no way you would tell me that the keeper planned it. He came out for for to catch that ball, couldn't catch it, and then he forced to Valencia and he passes. So it's almost like that kind of you know this kind of movies where um there's this character that you don't expect to be good enough to win to win a fight for example and then it's pretty final surprisingly wins that's that's the kind of incident there so it's like he wins he wins the fight not because he, he didn't win it by um by his ability he just wins maybe by doing some skill that he wasn't even aware of you know just <laughs> that kind of thing and then <laughs> he wins the fight it's that kind of situation where the keeper just runs oh he's offside okay you know i'm a genius i did it so that kind of thing so even when it was given i still even when that was casually, I think the way they were going, they were still going to win anyways. And um, they got a penalty and a Valencia scored and got a second, making it a brace. Now, we all know about the brilliance of Ecuador and how Ecuador were able to not only beat Qatar. I mean, in the, they really annihilated Qatar. Listen, if the if that match was... If it was maybe a better team than Ecuador with better finishers, they probably would have been 5-0 up already with the way they were playing against Qatar. Qatar were so unbelievably, unbelievably bad. I just didn't understand. I mean, you guys are the hosts. You can't be that bad. I mean, you can't be that bad. You're the host of the tournament. You can't be that bad. So I, I just couldn't understand. Now, with Ecuador, I think they, they are much better than I expected them to be. I mean, um, my mistake for not um, knowing in camp, for not um, mentioning in campy, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, the only players I knew in their squad, I remember, or rather, that came to my mind, were Caicedo, Estupinian, um, and Valencia. These were the three names that were that were just popping up in my head, right? There was another player that that, that forward that actually performed well. I keep forgetting his, his other name. I think it's Mendes. Is it Mendes? I hope I'm correcting it, pronouncing it correctly. So there were all these players there. But check this out. Incampi. Incampi. I know him, actually. This was Leverkusen. I've not really watched him, but how I knew about him was when um, Spurs were linked with him in the summer. So Spurs were in business, were looking for his left side centre back last summer, and um, he can't be. Obviously, there are many names that popped up. So you're looking at names like obviously Bastoni. I mean, if you listen to this episode all summer, I talk about Bastoni a lot. Bastoni, um, 
um, we're looking at left side center backs. Ah, okay, okay. Some names are escaping me right now. Look, person was the top target. So another name that popped up was in Campy. Yeah, Andika was another name too. In Campy was another name that popped up, and his passing was actually very. It was very really impressive to see. It was really good to see. I was like, oh, maybe Spurs actually need this. So it was good to see him, see him in this game and sh- express, you know, show his talent and express his talent in the best way possible. So Ecuador, they're not really as bad as I as I thought, and this is gonna change my mind on who I think will probably finish second. Especially when you look at Senegal's um, Senegal's the absence of money for Senegal, it's going to open up a lot of conversations for me. My it's gonna open up. It's gonna probably go. It's only going to change my. It's going to sway my opinion of who I think is going to finish second. But I really think it's between Senegal and Ecuador, and it's really not going to be an easy. But although let's be real, Ecuador faced uh, Qatar, who were much worse than them, and obviously could have should have won that game. So you could argue that maybe maybe it's because they didn't meet a formidable opponent, and even despite the formidable opponent, despite the fact that they faced they, they played against them, these guys. They still didn't do as they still didn't score as much goals as they should have scored, even though they get mentions, which is fair. But I think you can only be what's in front of you. So I think the game between Senegal and Ecuador is going to be very important. We're going to it's going to be very important to watch to know who and how. But it's not going to be an easy field for Senegal. Speaking of Senegal, Senegal played earlier today. Um, they, or rather late late today. No, not earlier. Like in the evenings. Um, depending on which part, where part of what you're listening to me from. Was in the evening, um, evening where I'm from, right? So they played and um, they lost two nil. Now, listen, I understand. You know, on paper you see two nil result, you probably think, oh yeah, it was just a routine two nil win. But there's one thing people need to be on. If you watch the game very well, it was quite even. Although maybe in the second half it changed because Netherlands were able to have the luxury of throwing on quality. They brought in miners. They brought in. Um, um, Depay, though Depay wasn't fit to start, Vincent Janssen starting, and um, every sportsman knows Vincent Janssen. I mean, the, the, the front two for the Netherlands, you have ex-sports players. I mean, although they were, unveiling, they were, they were not very good for sports, and they were not, they are not good for Netherlands, right? So Vincent Janssen was bad in this. He wasn't playing well in this game at all. He wasn't playing well. I was like, what is going? On? He wasn't playing well. And then Bergwijn was playing well, and when they brought on Depay, it's no surprise that um, their goal, um, which came from Cody Gakpo, which is very, I like, this is a very good header, a well-weighted cross from De Jong. I, listen, I don't think Mendy would have been able to save that goal. I do not think he would have been able to save it. It's, it was so perfect. It was a well-weighted cross, so perfect that you know, if Men, Mendy's starting position, I think it was okay. It was, it was just too good. Listen. Mendy was coming out to punch the ball, routine, like to punch the ball, right? He didn't get there in time because was got there first and headed into the net before Mendy was able to reach the ball, right? If Mendy's starting position was a bit forward, maybe he would have caught it. Yes, that's fine. But the starting position there is probably too risky. So, how? So, it's, it's just that kind of cross where he probably thought he was going to get it. I think it was more of kudos to Gakpo than uh, Mendy not, you know, doing enough to to save that goal, to, to, to save it. So one, this was like 85 minutes. That's to show you how Senegal because all through the first half, it was quite balanced. Senegal were playing in like the first 10 minutes. Second half, yeah, still the game was opening up and Netherlands were getting chances. But especially in the first half, Senegal were just really putting in the putting in putting in the work. The issue was the goal scoring, the cutting edge, the edge. Rather, they they had some chances. Dia had a chance that the Dutch keeper saved. 
um, Gay had a chance. Judge keeper saved. Although maybe you can give a shot straight at the keeper, but the save is a save. You know, Senegal were not really pushovers, and that's why the manner which they lost has to be very. The manner which they lost has to be very, very, very painful. I mean, obviously, I'm not Senegalese, but I can imagine how Senegalese fans felt when you know when the whole game just went like it was so painful i won't like probably pain it hurt so much but it's i i think there are two things that i learned from this game for senegal first of all their style of play i mean obviously it's always been there and the way they play it's it's quite um it's quite i i I, correct me if i'm wrong but from what i've observed they place a lot of emphasis on their defending is very very good so they don't emphasis on their defending Obviously, they create chances here and there, but the chance, the chance creation doesn't really look as much as, from what I'm seeing, it doesn't look as, as um, doesn't look as like it's, it's, it's there. You know, I remember very well during nations, during the nations cup, the Afcon, where they were struggling to score goals in the first, in the group stage. Um, they, I think they were having one in Zimbabwe. I think they played against Zimbabwe in the group stage. There was a penalty with Mane, won a penalty. I think they drew one against Neil Neil. They went some. I mean, then the final against Egypt. It, Penalty shootout. It was a new new draw. Penalty shootout. The qualifier for the World Cup it was one new. So Senegal have a habit of narrow score lines. So it's like they they are not very. They don't take a lot. They don't take as much risk as they probably should be taking. And I don't blame them for that. I mean, let's be real. They probably have the strength of what they have. Man is their star player. He is their star player. He is the guy. He is their guy. And I think I feel like in the first half, even though they played, they played well in the first half. I think they did. But I think if they had money in this game, they probably would have scored in that first half because the chances they were, they were getting some chances and it, it wasn't really smooth sailing for the Dutch. It wasn't smooth sailing for the Dutch, it wasn't a straightforward routine kind of game. That's why I said the two new victory on the for the Dutch sort of flattered the result flattered them. And that's why you know if when I mentioned earlier the Ecuador, um the chat the the, the um Finishing second, I was obviously I'm rooting for Senegal. I mean, I'm gonna be biased here. West African neighbors, um, you know, it's obvious I'm gonna root for Senegal. But um, a lot of my, my heart is telling me, it's like, well, as it's not my head is going to tell me, Ecuador. I'm not gonna change my prediction. I'm still gonna stick with what I'm saying. But I'm just talking about in the games and the way it's going. I'm, I was just, you know, I was just surprised at how um, Senegal was still able to hold their own, even even defend the absence of money. So that's the two things I learned. So I I don't know going for even if Senegal qualify from this group stage and all, but you just kind of worry for how long. But listen, it could be their strength and they could find a way. But I'm going. It's going to be interesting to see how the game between them and Ecuador pan out. I think Senegal need to beat Qatar. They need to um going to once they play Qatar, they have to win that game. It's a must win game for them. Can't go into the last game hoping to get a win against Ecuador. It's not going to happen. So Ecuador have won there. I think they have to better Ecuador's result against Qatar. Just better that result, and then on the last day you can try and get a draw, and then you know that you're in for a good result. So it means they have to score at least three goals against Ecuador, which is a tall order because for a team who hasn't, who's not known for scoring goals, and if you look at their form as a national team, it's yeah they're going to get three goals from. But I hope, without money, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see. But I really think they really miss money a lot. You know, it's the reliance on money is just too—it's too glaring, it's too obvious that they, they rely on that guy so much. And if you, the Dutch were actually doing some kicking here, but like if money played, the kicking would have got—it would have gotten a lot of kicking in this, in this game we had played because it wasn't easy. I won't lie. 
but that's that's it for me i think i think it was a very good result for the dutch um the dutch listen the, the thing with the dutch is why 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 i'm not putting them as my world cup favorites it was is argentina why i selected argentina over them was because argentina the balance of their team right offensively they've got it defensively they've got it midfield they've got it the dutch they they have it defensively and midfield wise they've got it offensively where they have a problem so could the is having a very good season goal scoring run he's scoring a lot of goals right but this is the issue here is the only one i can think of there i see that's good there's the pie yes but until um there were some changes here and there only maybe the brown the pie and because kudigaku was quite anonymous for a large part of the game right in the first half some part of the second half it was very anonymous and then games packs to live cook miners come on the pie come on so it wasn't like a straightforward um offensive so now you've got bergwine you've got jansen so it means you need the pie to play before it happens so there's there's no there's Vat Vegas, but he plays in the, in the Turkish league, right? So it's there's no um, you look at a Dutch team, there's just nothing offensively like, okay, this scares me. Now, when you look at Argentina, you've got that, so that's why I was like, listen, man, I'm, I don't think I'm going to to really, that's why I didn't want that. I understood and I looked at them, and I, I like I like their system, um, I like the way they play, I like watching the Netherlands play, I won't lie, I really do. And you know, it was just surprising. And another thing was, towards before they scored that, Kodigaku scored that first goal. They still weren't. It, it looked. It when I say it came out of nowhere, I think that's what I would put. I say it came out of nowhere because it still was. It, the game was still quite balanced. It was still quite in the balance. Again, that's why I say that the result flattered um, the Netherlands. The two new winners flattered them, in my opinion. Because um, hmm. anyways, so um, the speaking of the pie, then their second goal. Let me talk about It was um, from um, David Klassen. Now David Klassen. Um, he's a player I've been following since 20, 2015 with Ajax. Remember when Ajax sold Ericsson and then um, the Viklasen was like the next guy, if I'm not mistaken, correct? So he was playing for them, doing well. And then that summer when everything splurged, after Ronald Koeman took out money and then they were splurging, they signed Sandra Ramirez, they signed um, and they signed them. Um, this guy was among the signings in the Viklasen. He was very poor, he didn't play well that season. I think they were expecting him to be like the attacking field and do Even if that reminds me, the Europa League, Europa League final between I think between Ajax and my from did, did he play in that game? That was 2017, if I remember correctly. I don't know when, but I can't remember. Well, I don't know if he played that game. I think he did. He did. Probably joined Everton that later that summer, if I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm not mistaken. I hope I'm not making. This, I hope I'm missing these things up. But yeah. So that's why I felt like, for me, in my opinion. Um, it was it wasn't really a very good time for everything but it went back i think it went to um germany later was it veda bremen revitalized garage and went went to ajax and now he looks back to the party game he's, he's worked his way back up i like to see a comeback story you know people who go down then they come back and then they find themselves again i think the move to everton just wasn't wasn't the right fit and it's fine you know you learn you learn some you you learn and you move on that's just so it's good to see him walk up again so they go um mendy just it was a shot from the pie that mendy parried forward right he didn't really parry to the safe area and then this guy um classing was running behind and then he was able to tap into the net to make it to me there was a deflection of the bus still is too new he scored uh two new to make it to new i think that's true so that, that's why i felt like it was no I just think there's a, there's a chance for um there's still a chance there's still a chance for senegal again as i said it's just for them to just really make sure they better equal those results against qatar 
and I still think that sending uh, Netherlands are going to get a hundred percent record in this group. I still think they will. They will win all the matches. Um, we'll see how we'll see how it goes. But I like the way this group is going, and I like the way um, it's sort of open. Because listen, Ecuador can pull up an offset and beat Netherlands. It's not like it's a routine result. But I just think defensively and midfield wise, and even on the bench, Netherlands have enough to just turn the game into a for this group, I'm not talking about in general, but I'm not talking about when they meet better teams because I think that their, their attack will let them down when they meet better teams. Although they haven't lost a game since Van Gaal took over, so there's that element there. So that's why you can't, we can't really rule that out, that factor. But I, I, I just think that their attack is just a bit of a problem. There's really nobody. Like, look at it, Depay wasn't fit to start. I like, okay, fine. If he was, since he wasn't fit to start, you were telling me that if he didn't come on, it would probably be new new. I mean, think about it. It was just, just really one of those things that I would say blows my mind. But that's what we said. Um, group B, that was the end of Group A. Group B, um, we've got England, we've got Wales, we've got Iran, and we've got the USA. I'll start with England versus um, Iran game in the afternoon. So, England winning the, winning the riots over um, Iran, winning 6-2. Um, why it's interesting is this, right? Perhaps I'll just give my a prediction. Prediction was that it was going to be a drab new new draw because, um, I mean, you won't blame me for that prediction. Think about it. I mean, think about it, right? Um, Gary Sargis is known for being unadventurous, and Iran are known for playing, uh, Iran, they are known for playing negative football. So, you're not going to blame me for saying I, I was going to expect a three four a drab new new draw and all that. It's, I told some of the English fans I knew, I told them, well, listen, man, I don't envy you. I mean, especially the ones who are sports fans and English fans are like, listen. You spend the entire season watching sports and where they've played. You're gonna watch Southgate England. If you look at even when you build up to the, to the World Cup itself, in the qualifiers and their games, they were very boring to watch. So and because it was just the there were shackles, they just just didn't want to lay shackles off. Now today I saw a different England. I mean this they went they were more offensive, not really back three, not really back four, Trippier, um, Stones, Maguire, left back um Luxor. Um, 4 2 3 1 with Bellingham and um, and um, Declan Rice, right? As the number two behind the three. Three was, um, I had an issue with the number 10 though. It was Messi Mount number 10. They had Saka on the right and um, Sterling on the left, then Kane up front, right? Personally, I think he should have started folding instead of um, folding as the number 10 instead of um, Mount. I think personally, I think that's who England, what they should have gone with as their. As a fault, but then that's just for me because I because even as it stands, the Mount just wasn't really doing very well offensively as you would expect, and it's kind of funny where people were. And the king obviously had to drop deep and do his thing, you know, as that he's known for as, as way he does for sports. So, yeah, so um, Bellingham scores the first goal. Now, the thing is, I want to talk about the, this game, I want to talk about the penalty decision here because, um, I think there was, a, there was one where Maguire was wrestling in the first half. And then it was um, it was just in the first half, and then she wasn't given as a pen. And then um, for Iran's second goal, which they gave a pen for that. You see, this kind of consistency issue that I've always talked about. But then again, on that thing I always say this is right. I think we we'll talk. I talk about the Premier League having issue with refereeing competence. Now, I always I also said this that listen in a game when you play, if you lose a game, it's not because of the referee. It's, most of the time, you just didn't play well enough. And England, they've won the game already at the time when that decision was given so it sort of backs up my point that if you play so well or you maybe go to my bed but i don't think good defense will be an issue here because um the group it doesn't look like that kind of group where somebody's gonna be the i think the iran's um the iran's loss is like this 
Iran came with a game plan with Neil Neil in mind, then to hopefully nick something out of the game. That was their game plan. I think everything fell apart when their keeper had this concussion. Their keeper had this. I think out of seven shots, that the keeper that came on later because six, six of it. So I think that's where the 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 issue came came about, where the um, the fans, sorry, the the players. The, the player player itself with the, the entire game plan is based on staying compact staying tight be disciplined Carlos Kiro as a coach now that's what the way said so um it was a collision with his own player he came on I just found it odd that Iran were trying to force him to play I was like listen man this guy clearly couldn't, couldn't carry on but they just tried to insist that he should play well eventually medic 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 the medics took over and made sure that he, he came off later but that was a lot of time wasted. I think I spent how many times? Twenty minutes on the ground, we're counting and all that. <laughs> which is funny because the referees, I like, I like it. I like it the way they've added time in this tournament. They're adding it literally. Like, listen, if you waste time, I like the officiate the timekeeping part of it. A lot of teams who are known for wasting time, you can't get away with anything because if you remember, when you play, when we play play matches in the league, when you play matches in the Premier League, you observe that some things just come in. To waste time and waste time and waste time. If you check, you probably waste as much as 10 minutes. But the probably referees, Premier League referees, they don't they don't add more than four minutes, six minutes max. Maybe if some if somebody goes injured, for example, they probably say 20 minutes. Maybe that may be the difference. But they don't add a lot of time. So a lot of fans, even myself, I was surprised. I was saying the average. I was saying on average now so far, if I'm not mistaken, eight or nine minutes has been added. As at the time, eight or nine minutes is what I'm seeing. Oh, this is a long time. So, any, if you're coming to play these games, just have a recommend that you have to play. Those time wasting will not be excused, will not be tolerated. You will still have to play. And it's back to the game. So, um, first goal, Bellingham. Second goal, um, Saka. That was a very good goal from Saka. And then scored the third. He scored the third. I'm not scored the third. I think it was no, sorry, Sterling scored. Sorry, Sterling scored the third. It was a very good pass from Kane to to Sterling and then Saka scores the fourth, Rashford comes on, scores, then the sixth was by Grealish, which by that time I think it was an assist from Callum Wilson and then Kane had two assists already, assist one for Sterling, one for um, the other for, for Rashford, I think it was very good for Rashford, I think, I think Rashford and England were able to flex their muscles in this game, now Taremi um, scored two goals for a run. I, I think the penalty. Obviously, I like penalty. I'm not going to come and say it's not a penalty, but it's not. It's not a goal. You know, that will diminish the quality of a player's penalty. But the first goal is what I'm more impressed by. I like the way he finished that first goal. I think it's just proved that he's a danger man. Uh, two goals already in this tournament. If, I think for for Porto, if you remember him very well, when uh, Porto knocked out Juventus in the Champions League, he played in that game. If you remember very well, it was like in 20. 21. So he played in that game. I think he scored in that game also. So he's not like some pushover of a player that kind of thing. He actually knows his onions as a footballer, as a striker. So yeah, um, so that was a 6-2 win um, on the for England, which was very good. I think it was a very important win. This group, for the, for me, this group, after looking at, after watching the game between Wales and the USA and watching Iran, I'll tell you this, England, England they have no excuse to not win this group, to not have 100% record in this group. They have no excuse. Okay, I watched USA versus Wales, and Wales just offered nothing, you know, really in the first half. I mean, it was all USA. USA deservedly took the lead 1 0, but you could argue it was a tactic that um, Wales deployed because it was a 3 4 3, and they played Bale through the middle, played this guy on the. Um, it was being flanked on either side by. Um, 
um, I think it was Roberts and one of that, who's the other guy? I think it was, I can't remember who the other person is. So it was a 3 4 3, right? Ramsey obviously, Ramsey playing, Bill playing, Ben Davis playing, you know, the usual guys, back three. Rodron playing as a center back in the back three. But Hennessy playing also. Now, this is the thing about um, um, that system. Hold up play was a problem. Bill couldn't really do a lot. Then he first was anonymous. It was, it was all USA. USA was just one playing everything. Both passes were going through them. Everything was just them. They were completely putting England on pressure, under pressure. And they brought on Key for more in the second half and he changed it for them. I think Key for more should probably start their next game that they have. And um, they got they got equalized. Now the, the the first goal was from Timothy Weah, which who is the son of George Weah, president of Liberia, which is quite interesting. The president of City President of Liberia's son. City President of Liberia, the son of City President of Liberia represents America. His allegiance is sworn to another country, which is very surprising. It's one of those things that you just see and well, you're like, okay, in that kind of thing. But Americans, America and uh, Liberia have this kind of um, old relationship between themselves. So um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the relationship between them. But I, I think you, if you observe on paper, they do have this kind of relationship between themselves. So you know that could be the case. But it's quite interesting that the son of the sitting president is representing another country. It's quite interesting. But that's what we say. So um, first go to Motiwa now. The, I want to talk about the, the penalty from two, two other important points in the second half. I want to talk about the penalty from Bill and that Acosta foul, right? Bill was about to, it was an empty net. Natona was it not? Matona was already out of his um, his goal line already. It was preparing for Bill to make that that long, and then Acosta fouled him. <laughs> it, was, it was a foul. I mean, someone said that comes that should count as a goal scoring opportunity, right? Because that it was a yellow card. Obviously, it was a yellow card. You don't know if he was going to score it, but knowing that it's Bill, you're not going to bet against Bill scoring that. That was a tactical foul. Like, nah, you're not sure. You're not, you're not playing this pass. <laughs> and it, it gave away the foul. That was like, the game was almost done at the time. Now, for the Bills goes a penalty. Wales, I, I think Wales, all the, throughout the match, they were playing, but they just never looked like they were they would score i mean yes they had chance here and there but they never look they never give up the vibe that they would score and so for bill to win that penalty out of nothing i think that penalty were very fortunate what i mean for is obviously the penalty but when for it was more of bill having to be smart and bring something out of the game for them because if it's not happened they were not winning that game and it was obvious because that was the only goal they scored they didn't create a lot of chance and the funny thing was how the penalty came about was um, always creating a chance, then somebody plays the pass across, then Bill gets to the ball first, touches it, and then so he fouls the penalty, and he gets cl- fouled by the American defender and you know penalty. And the group penalty 1 1 for, for for Wales, very good, very important point for Wales, which um, I'm sure they will be very, very happy about it when they because they return to the World Cup since 1954, so they ha- it's a very big deal. 1954, I think it's 1954, so it's a very big deal that they are back in the World Cup. So um yeah that's buddy that's what I want that's that one my thoughts on that one. So one one draw. Um I th- I think in this group it's very important that Wales beat um Iran. It's very important. I can't stress that enough. And they have to start key for more in the next game. They had issues with hold up play. Maybe um with the way USA played, they were able to mitigate you know to ru- to um impose it on Chelsea. So you could argue whether it was your opponent and Iran would probably not give them that kind of trouble. Because Iran wants to sit back, nick a result, that kind of thing. But I think um, they may need to to consider 
um, switching over, not really starting the way they started this game against the USA. I think the game against Iran, I think Iran, whoever between Wales and the USA, the results against Iran is going to be very important because I don't expect any of them to beat England. I think England is going to get 100 in this group, but for me, I think who's going to outscore the other when facing Iran is probably going to finish second because um, either way, this is a point, and then the game against Iran, I think both of them will lose, lose to the to the, to, the, to to the to England anyway. So you know, so the, their only hope is beating Iran and making sure they beat them very well. And then keeping the scoreline as high as possible to ensure that they qualify on goal difference. I, I think that's that should be good for for them. Now, England versus USA. Well, that one is coming up next for, for this group. That's going to be interesting for sure to look forward to. But yeah, that um, that that I think that that was the first draw of the tournament. I think overall we've had quite a good tournament. Um, in terms of the football side, obviously, I'm not, I'm not talking about the other particular side, but I think football wise we have had. Yeah, good tournament. Um, the goals already, right? And some of the plays. You could argue that uh, maybe some of the plays in parts of the fifth game were not really as lively as you expect. But that's what it's, And also, it's really, it was cool to see whenever an African team is playing, you, you just know this, the music is very different. It's, it looks like an Afghan. And it's cool that we're able to just transport, they're able to transport the African culture, their own region, region, right? To certain parts of it. And still be be proud of it. So it's very it was very good to to see that. Yeah, and then also um, the the alcohol thing was um was also a bit of an, an issue for a lot of fans. I mean, I've seen some fans trying to trying to wrap um, beer with um, the beer with um, a Coca Cola wrapper, so they were to smuggle this, which is very interesting. I'm like, nah, there's no way you will test the laws of another country. No way. <laughs> No way you would test the laws of other country, um, which is very, 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 very surprising. Nova. But yeah, um, also, I want to make a point. Um, it's about the increase in team for the tournament. And I, I, I don't know, someone was saying that how was a team, how will a team like Qatar, um, Saudi Arabia, teams were not really very good, right? That they probably not expect a lot for it to be served up in tournament. How did in tournament when teams like Italy, um, Italy and Italy will miss out and some other countries have done well in the past. And then I felt like that was referful and it was, you know, what exactly is the, for my issues with the expansion of the World Cup to probably 40-48 is, when is it diminishing of the quality? When you look at, you see that kind of 6-2 results, you're going to see a lot of it in the next World Cup, a lot of 6-1, 7-1, see that kind of margin, you see it. The reason why, one of the reasons why those kind of results were very, was rated to high those kind of results was because they were taken by, um, they were not very they were not they were not happening come a lot a lot so the quality of teams were so high so whenever it happened you were so you're so happy you're looking forward to have when the first time sports i knew sports won nine one victory i ever saw sports this weekend i was like wow you know you'll be happy you don't really see every goal like how did it happen you know what did you do specially that one person just allowed you so it's one of those things that you just you just think about so um when you bring more teams you're gonna see a lot of results like that and that's where i have an issue but um, obviously increasing quality position, I, I think increase it doesn't because increase participation doesn't mean that the quality will just increase like automatically you know there are teams that are ready so that, that's my opinion that's by the wayside but that's it i can understand the intention to so make it a more global a more inclusive inclusive uh, tournament with 48 teams but i don't really know if you know that means that's a good thing because I, I don't know, but then again, that's my own opinion. But that's it. 
So um, I want to say um, thank you for listening to this episode. Just quickly did a co- um, quick review of the four games that have happened so far. Um, we were, uh... Thanks for listening. I hope to see you guys. Um, I think one of the reasons why one of the reasons why I moved the pod um, from Monday morning to like the evenings today was because um, I had to ensure that I have a lot more to talk about. But when you look at um, um, the fact that it was just one game, so if I record in the morning, probably would mean that I talk about only that game and then. You know, so I just had to do what I had to do as early as possible. So yeah, I really want to appreciate for listening and understanding, and thank you very much for subscribing and support. Take care and. Um, Hopefully, the tournament continues to serve up proper entertainment um, and even better and spectacular for more spectacular than, than this. So, so that's my message. So, thanks for listening and have a nice weekend. We can then bye.